right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Four Guys Saying a Bunch of Shit. It's our eighth episode, and we're thrilled to be back. And honestly, this one's going to be a good one. I promise. I'm about to piss someone off on this episode, so it's going to be wonderful. Um, so I'm what else is new? My... That's right. <laughs> right. Pretty much. It's in every episode <laughs> up to this point. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to continue. <laughs> so my name is Matt. I'm joined by Toby, um, Khalil, and Ty. And let's just jump right in. Um, let's just go for it. Um, so my segment, obviously, is I talk about movies and that piece of entertainment. I'm trying to change it up, but based off of Toby's high horseness that he likes to get on about the movies that he loves, I'm going to come at him tonight and maybe once when I'll probably fail, prove to him in terms of why sometimes movies are okay to be entertaining, why sometimes it's okay to pay to go see movies that just blow a bunch of shit up as long as they have a semi-decent story. And maybe he'll finally get my perspective. So it's going to be a rant. It's going to be a taunt. And then I will leave it open to you, Toby, at the end for a rebuttal. And you can try to poke holes in, which you will. And I'm anticipating it, but I think it's going to be pretty good. So I broke this down. I've done a lot of thinking about this week. And I'm going to give you not just some of the franchises I'm calling out, but actually reasons why to appease Toby. Not just reasons of, oh, I love the action, all that stuff. I'm going to try to be semi-legit but obviously have my own unique spin on it so i'm going to go through five franchises in terms of why i am drawn to movies for entertainment purposes in addition to why toby likes movies i like that too but it's this kind of i'm focusing solely on the um boiling my brain and not getting any smarter by leaving that movie so let me start off with the first franchise of why i love going to the movies and loving these types of movies the marvel and some dc comic franchises well i'll be back yeah, right? There we go. There we go. The reason why I say this is the translation between comics to film has been something that's been tried a million different times, sometimes successful, sometimes not, sometimes got awful, Joe Schumacher films. Sometimes they almost transcend into cinematic masterpieces. Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, um, Black Panther, and a few other Marvel ones where it literally is probably some of the best translations they've ever done. The reason why I will mostly call out Marvel because DC Comics operates better as standalone films and when they're well thought out and they actually go back to the source material is their ability to weave storylines and connect all these different films that they've done and really have it primarily be a cohesive piece of work has been, in my mind, in my opinion, nothing short of groundbreaking. Not every movie's great. Some of them have their ups and downs. Some of them kind of suck, but they all are kind of up to this point gone towards that goal to keep you invested to keep seeing them more and they've all improved if you look back at the original iron man iron man 2 was a piece of shit thor 1 was okay thor 2 was god awful but they've gotten better and better and better once they figured out their their <clears throat> formula you know i'm just excited to see where they're going to go because their ability to t- do storytelling interweaving some politics today's current trends and just from a visual standpoint and taking something you never would have thought would ever be possible no one else does it like them. And that's why I like them. Not because they're the flashy thing or because I'm looking for great effects. I like them, but the stories are nine times out of 10, extremely solid. They're somewhat repetitive in some cases, but they all those, all comic books are. So jumping into my next franchise, the Bond films. I love these movies with minor exceptions of a few different ones here and there. The reason why I love what they continue to do with these is they keep reinventing themselves there's the campiness there's the old timey shit no i i I, people can't see it but i'm i I guarantee you toby's nodding his head and agreeing with me right now he's super thrilled in what i'm saying so those movies 
have a ton of, you know, the espionage, the gadgets, the fun stuff, the more recent ones, eh, not so much, but they're getting back there. But there's definitely something where there's something about those films, the way the action set up, the villains, just the formula that they use for someone that likes that stuff is addicted to them. Not saying they're all great. I kind of want to see you just Alba take over the reins when Daniel Craig's done. I want to see a um, dynamic change. I hope we get it. But those ones are definitely something that I think get overlooked by a lot of people. Um, And even the directors have done the most recent ones are incredible. Um, The cinematography, everything about them lately has been honestly top notch. The next one I'll jump into, and I kind of broke this up a little bit more, and this is where I'm going to get ripped apart by Toby on, is I call them my random ass action movie franchises because there's really no rhyme or reason or no purpose for them to exist other than being purely entertained. Um, First one is the Kingsman franchise. I fucking love those movies. Those movies have some of the best soundtracks, some of the most wild villains. Samuel Jackson in the first one was fantastic. The cast is always top notch. The cinematography, everything about them, while yes, they're a bit more franchise blockbuster driven, they're incredibly entertaining and they make a shit ton of money and get amazing reviews. Um, John Wick, that's another one. That movie does not need to exist. He doesn't say goddamn thing in any of them. It's about starting off with his dog getting killed. But the cinematography and the fight choreography and the fact that he does most of his own stuff is just so dynamic to watch. And it's just the, the, the visuals, the colors, all of that. I cannot look away. And this one, I'm kind of on the fence with. I'll watch them. But the Mission Impossible franchise, only for the fact to see, is he going to kill himself yet since he does his own stunts? I'm always watching to see what that crazy <clears throat> does. And also the supporting cast in all those movies are wildly better than Tom Cruise. Every single one. The last one I'll say, because I'm running out of time, is a split between the Star Wars franchise and Fast and the Furious. And I'll say both of them, and I put them in the same category to some extent, because they don't really, they kind of keep drawing themselves on. They have wild spectacles, storylines that we've seen before a million different times in each different versions, but they seem to pull off their ability to draw crowds, draw visuals, and just have just an amazing event film sequences to them. That draws people in. But anyways, I'm done. So go ahead, Toby. Chew me apart. (laughs) Where's my gun so I can shoot myself? That's it. (laughs) Okay. I got I got nothing. You got nothing? I was on board. No, 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 fuck that. I was on board until the last two movies. But Mission Impossible franchise is good. I do like the Mission Impossible franchise. I think it's level. The first one was pretty good. I take that back. Three. The last three movies. <laughs> I can't stand the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, mm. The first one was good. Second one was not bad. Then uh, it's just too many. And then uh, uh, Star Wars. If anyone knows me, they know how much I've hated the last six movies. They've been really bad. That's I think bad. I've even said it on the show. And so it's I'm, great. I'm so disappointed. I've had, you- had it. Yeah, I'm really disappointed. <laughs> there, been, it's like The Simpsons. There have been more bad Star Wars movies than there have been good. Hundred percent. But I still want yeah. them. Yeah, I'm definitely. By them, they're terrible. They're so. It's just. It's unconscionable. Tyrone was right about the Last Jedi. I don't know yeah. what the hell I was thinking. Drinking the Kool Aid between you and Paul, talking about it takes risks. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking terrible. I agree. The last all I got. Sucked. Oh my god! I can't wait for the I, next person talks. And Fast and the Furious, I was out in that franchise when I think it was a scene where Vin Diesel was in his, his car. He drives it off a cliff 
and, and catches the chain onto his vehicle <laughs> and it swings around sure to another cliff. <laughs> sure he did. Well, that's in the trailer. <laughs> when I saw this one, the ninth one would actually go to space. <laughs> hey, guess what happens? Hey, Matt, guess what? I'm still guess what? Guess what happens in Moonlight? They Here talk about their yeah. problems. They talk about their problems, <laughs> and it's real life. And like, they actually communicate with each other. And like, you get to find out like what he feels and what he thinks and how that affects his upbringing. It's really fascinating. It's called life. Let's go on to the next person. <laughs> Why would I pay fifteen dollars? Ty, what you got, man? Fascinating. <laughs> I mean, just why would I pay $15 to watch my own life? I just, why would I want to pay money to be depressed? <laughs> Who does that? Anyway, tell me. So, uh, gentlemen, I don't have much for you today. Uh, honestly, I, I'm, 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 my brain, my job's killing me. My life is sucks. I'm studying for a test and I'm going to probably fail. Mm -mm. So, uh, I'm not really watching much of television. I am actually watching a, a show on Netflix right now. It's called uh, Money Hype, and it's actually pretty good. The show is um, a Spanish-speaking show. It takes place in Spain, and it's really creative. Uh, they, you start off knowing that they're going to get away with it, but then they take you back and you work to how they got away with it. Mm. So that's pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's four seasons in now. I waited until it was this deep in to actually start watching it and enjoying it. Uh, what I did want to talk about, though, is um, – and each show we bring up COVID in some way. Uh, and I think this week uh, I've come to realize the, and I hate to say it this way because I don't really mean it this way, but the benefits of COVID. Like uh, because of COVID, people are getting out of their house more and exercising. Because of COVID, people are going and finding places like uh, Psychville and, and enjoying life with the family. And also because of COVID, people like me who own a projector, can avoid going and spending a thousand dollars at the movies for popcorn and all these other things and sit in the backyard and watch a movie on your house. Uh, and that's pretty cool. Um, and I, I think that's the one benefit of what we're going through right now. One, uh, we're, we're, you know, I guess doing more family time, watching TV together, watching stupid movies together, um, and really ha having real conversations. This is out of COVID, what we're doing right now. True. So Yeah, we would not have done this if it was not for COVID. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. We've been drunk in a bar yeah. somewhere yeah. talking about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It really would. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody recording it for posterity's sake. So <laughs> it's a good point. Or recording it and never showing anyone. How about that? <laughs> so um, yeah. so uh, I, 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 um, anyway, so uh, Disney Plus is doing this cool thing, which I'm pretty proud of happy about because this is what I've been saying needs to happen. Stop worrying about theaters. Stop trying to get your stuff out there for the masses to see. Uh, Christopher Nolan, let it go. <laughs> and <laughs> stream it. Charge us $30, $40 to watch the movie. And if the movie is good enough, trust me, we'll do it. Like when Bill and Ted comes to streaming, I'm going to buy it. Oh, going no, you damn well <laughs> won't. For anyone who knows me, if you want to come over to my backyard, I'm definitely going to stream it. I'm definitely <laughs> going to. Sit, I'm definitely going to be grilling. It's going to be a family day. How about that? Love so, um, but but the same thing with Milan. Milan is coming to Disney Plus. It's twenty nine ninety nine. I, I know we're already Disney Plus, and they're charging you to watch the movies. But as I said to someone earlier today. Think about it. Do, your family of four, just to buy the ticket, that's $100. Mm. 
just off the bat. And then you walk in, and now the kids want candy. They want something to drink. Good point. They want popcorn. Hey, you're going to want something. You, you end up spending maybe $160 on just an okay movie where you can actually now take your time and really think it out and move on to something I really want to watch. And the Christopher Nolan movie is something I really want to watch. And Bill and Ted is something <laughs> I really want to see. And you can enjoy it, make it a family event, invite people over. It's like watching a fight and you enjoy yourself. Man. Oh, it's so, going to be a fight. All right. Because that movie's <laughs> going to suck. I'm going to punch all of you in the face. This is a fight. But, Violent. But, yeah, very. I mean, as Matt has said many times, man, yes, the, the movie may suck, but these experiences, what you're going for, the, you know, to, to, to come out of your brain and enjoy life or forget about your woes and worries. Nobody goes to a theater to feel depressed and remember, hey, shit, you're right. I have bills to pay. And this movie is reminding me of it every mm-hmm. few seconds. Well, actually, Ty, I will actually pay to come to your backyard as long as Toby shows up. And I will pay to be depressed and sad by watching Toby's comments the entire time ruining it. <laughs> How about this? How about this? For every Bill and Ted I show Toby, I'll, I'll show a, a chocolate. With, uh... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I guess so I guess Ty, after you have your Bill and Ted screening the following week, Toby's gonna have a screening at his house of La Vie and Rose. And, oh, uh, you motherfuckers. We will be you very much into it. Exactly. You see the symbolism? You understand <laughs> the mood of the black and white thing, guys. I get it. I get it from Aaron too. I get. I get. I get, I get, that. I get roasted from Aaron too about that. She's like, "Why is the movie great? Because it's in black and white." <laughs> what can I say? I get it from everybody. So why not? You know. Um. Yeah. I. I actually speaking of movies, I'm coming back to something in a minute. I didn't have a whole lot in the way of sports. Um. In terms of sports, the only thing I wanted to say was. It's really great having everything back on. I've, I'm using the other TV. I have two TVs down in the man cave, as you guys know. don't know the people listening, though. Um, so I'm watching the NBA restart right now, and I'll occasionally have the baseball game in the background. Let me tell you, the NBA is doing a really good job, guys, holding it together um, yeah. in the bubble. They really are. They just had an article today that of the 343 tests, players who were tested, um, zero came back positive. And then when they ran the first test, well, they run the tests every so often, but when they ran the first set of tests, I think only two people came back positive and they were asymptomatic. So it's really impressive that they're um, holding it together. And what's really cool also is if you watch some of the games right now, Brooklyn and Boston are playing. Um, the benches are really doing a good job of pumping up the teams. Like, cause there's no fan. I mean, the fans are Skyping and zooming in and you can see them, but the, the benches are really generating a lot of energy. Um, so this has been a challenge. But they've stepped up. Stepped up. The commentators are in, are there. They're in glass partitions. Um, they're doing well. So just wanted to give kudos to the NBA. NHL's got their restart tournament. That's going well too. Baseball's already had a fuck up, but that's you know it, it was bound to happen. I'm just surprised it was baseball of all things. But the one thing I wanted to get into tonight to shift complete gears is this, and you guys are going to love this one. And Aaron actually helped with this. I wanted to start talking. What, every now and then, we're going to talk about one movie that was either underrated or overrated. And tonight, we're going to begin with an overrated movie. And that movie is the Denzel Washington Academy Award-winning performance in Training Day. Mm, good one. Training Day is overrated. I see Tyrone's face. Get the fuck out of here. Overrated. <laughs> 
overrated. Now, when you say overrated, you're saying Denzel's performance or the movie itself? Okay, so yes, thank you. We need clarification. This is what, this is what Aaron and I were talking about. De- I think Denzel deserved the Oscar. I thought he was good. Some people, there were a lot of critics were saying, oh, he only got it because he played a villain for the for the first time. Or for, mm-hmm. you know, well, not for the first time. Tyrone's favorite movie, he was the bad guy in A Soldier Story. Um, that, you know, but that was 1984. Anyway, um, I just think that Training Day is just Denzel Washington's Academy Award winning performance wrapped around a predictable action movie. There are some really bad turns. I see Tyrone's face lighting up. There are some bad turns in that movie. Why is Dr. Dre in that movie so pissed off at Ethan Hawke? Where the fuck does that come from? There's no <laughs> rhyme or reason for him to be so pissed at him. He's like, you a long way from home, Starbucks. Stay the fuck out of my way. This is for the big dogs. Why are you so pissed at him? What the fuck did he do to you? <laughs> what a stupid fucking role to put in there in that movie. It has no context. And the only thing it does is it serves as, you know, that part where he pun- when Ethan Hawke punches Dr. Dre at the end of the, the standoff scene after they kill Scott Glenn and steal his money. Um, that's terrible. There's other just Macy Gray and Snoop Dogg are not doing much. And how about this for a plot convenience playhouse? Why is it that he just so happens to, um, oh crap. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Shit. Cause it's bullshit. No, yeah. It's not bullshit. <laughs> I had a good point. I had a good point there, are, but there are a lot of like plot conveniences in the, um, oh, when he gets, when they go to the um, the Latino's house to drop off the the money, which is the mm-hmm. bribe to have him killed, to have Ethan get out of the way. Yeah, they go, they drag him to the tub, and as they're about to kill him, let's rob him. Oh, it just so happens your cousin's wallet, and it happens to be your cousin <laughs> in your pocket, and that's the saving grace. You know, I'm sorry, but Training Day is not a bad movie. It's a three-and-a-half-star movie. The performance, Ethan Hawke and, and Denzel are great, but... Um, yeah, I just think there's a lot that's predictable, and it's just, it's just an okay. It's like a Matt movie. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna go watch mindless shit blow up because I don't. I want to escape life. Well, you know, I hear what you're saying, but with that logic, every movie ever made is predictable. Thank you, Ty. You watch Aliens, so you know Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver is going to survive. All right. When you any movie, but you can blockbuster put, movies that- are supposed to be predictable. I mean, that's a blockbuster movie. I mean. Yeah, well, so. that's the thing is I didn't think tra- that that's a good point, though. And Ty, I see what Ty is saying, too. I don't think that and this is the last thing I'm going to say. I don't think that Training Day was really billed that way. I don't think it was billed as a blockbuster film. Now, you're mm. right. When they make when the term blockbuster was coined in the late 70s, one night we'll have to get into the new Hollywood discussion. That was the whole point. It was a bridge between tying of merchandise and we're going to put this movie out the first week in the summer or Christmas weekend or Thanksgiving weekend because we're going to generate all the big bucks. That was not what Training Day was billed as. It was supposed to be kind of this drama, this, you know, and again, they really were pushing for Denzel to win an Oscar. I don't think it was billed as a blockbuster. And that's why I I have such gripe with it being the way it was, because Mm -hmm. it was not a Matt movie. It was supposed to be a Toby movie and end up being a Matt movie. Mostly Mm -hmm. a Matt movie. Mostly a Matt movie. But anyway, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I know I'm supposed to get into music but like toby said with sports not much going on i mean i know we're all excited uh for the mtv video music awards coming up in a couple of weeks yay um i cannot recall the last time i was looking forward to or <laughs> anticipating or watch music awards show like i remember when i was younger especially like 
in the 80s going up to maybe at least middle school, I loved watching like the American Music Awards, the Grammys and the MTV Video Music Awards because of the um, acts, the caliber of performers. Because I remember specifically in 92, the last award show that I really enjoyed, it was the 1992 MTV Video um, Awards and they had Red Hot Chili Peppers performing Give It Away. And they had a stage full of these random people, like Ice-T was just standing in the background, posing, looking hard with his glasses on. Nirvana was on that same show. Um, and it was just, uh, you know, oh, yes. And that was when uh, Howard Stern um, hosted. And he was Fart Man. Yes. Fart. And apparently he, was, <laughs> apparently he was the only one that found it funny. And for mm-hmm. two hours, we got to look at Howard Stern's um, hairy um, cheeks. Yeah. Really? I don't remember that. Um, I gotta look that up. Yeah, he was wearing like, he was like a this fictional hero called Fart, uh, Fart Man. And he had the uh, butt cut out of his, uh, just like kind of how Prince, I think it was maybe as a, um, a reference to Prince the previous year performing on the awards. In a um in, in pants with a, a butt uh out with his butt sticking out. So anyway, that's too much. I've devoted to Howard Stern. So um, what is um exciting and what I am looking forward to is Comedy Central is relaunching one of my favorite cartoons of all time, Ren and Stimpy. Insert fanfare and and yes. applause. So. This one, I guess, is going to be... Uh, it's interesting to see how this is going to turn out because show creator John Crickfalusi, I'm assuming, is not going to be involved. Now, for those who don't know the backstory, I believe it was last year, two women came forward and said that when they were teenagers, underage, John Crickfalusi had inappropriate uh, contact with them. Mm. And he um, actually... Uh, cop to it. He admitted it and he tried to like uh, reassess the blame to I think some mental things he was going through, some mental issues he was having, whatever. So yeah, this will be the first um, that Mr. Uh, Crick Felucci will not be involved with. But um, I'm very much looking forward to it. Is it, hey Khalil, is it, is it a reboot or a um, is it, it reboot is they... um, I think they're uh, advertising it as a reboot, yes. Okay, because if because find out who's directing. If it's Zack Snyder, Matt's gonna oh, watch shit, it. Oh shit, I hate Zack Snyder. Matt Reeves, He's okay. JJ Abrams, no, it's JJ, no, it's JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams, <laughs> JJ Abrams, and Matt's in. Colin Man. Trevorrow. No, yeah, go ahead, what go I love, I hope it maintains uh, the qualities that made the uh, original Ren and Stimpy so endearing. The uh, potty humor, the Oh yeah! Oh, the the great... happy happy joy joy song. <laughs> happy happy joy joy. Yes, you have to have happy happy joy joy. Uh, you have to have powdered toast man. Uh, you idiot! You idiot! You idiot! And it was so, just. Uh, but go go but, on. But uh, Khalil, no no no. I, I think just, just just to make it so Toby will watch it. It should be like filmed in the south of France. Uh, <laughs> in, in, in black and white, <laughs> black and white subtitle, subtitle, yes, 
for like 50 minutes of the, of the show, no one's to speak. It's just all there's, there's no sound. Yeah, there's there's no sound. It's all distance, wind blowing and pondering. Yeah, that's right. Very, very camera distance. angles. That's yep. funny. It's filming in South of France. win an Emmy. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Classic. Through Emmy, it goes straight to Oscar. It'll, it'll be the first TV show to win Oscar. an Oscar. <laughs> yes. Right. Classic. So the trivia. Hey, actually, I'm sorry. Go on, Ty. I was going to ask. I can't remember the name of the movie, so I'll drop it. Uh, the the first made for TV movie to win an Oscar. The it was on Netflix. What? Made for TV movie to win an, to win an Oscar, and it was on Netflix. It was on Netflix mm. two years ago. That's not possible. You can't be made for TV oh, and Netflix. Then win an Oscar. Oh, on Netflix, yes, you can. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'll look this wait. up. Huh? Oh, I know the um, black and white one with a girl. I don't the Mexican. Was it Mexico? Yes. Yes, that, that one. Oh, Roma. Roma. Yes. Roma. Roma. It, didn't, it didn't win Best Picture. Nice try. But I said on. it won an Oscar. I didn't say it won Best Picture. Oh, yes. Asshole. It won Best Picture. <laughs> uh, Fuck, Matt. You said, yeah. <laughs> 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 so, Man, I, I will be handling the trivia this week, gentlemen. And the organization I will be playing for is Orphan's Hope. I will ask 10 questions within the span of two minutes and $3 for every correct answer. So, keeping with the animation theme of what I was just talking about, all 10 questions will be related to animation. Cool. Yay. Because that's my thing. Tell me when you're ready to start. And I got the clock ready. All for right. You. Get that $30 ready. Yeah, get those $30 ready. Mm-hmm. All right. These questions are, um, I tried to not make them too easy, but, you know, let's just jump into it and see how we go. Well, is it a limited? It's only 10 questions? Oh, but we have two minutes. Okay, got it. All right. Yep. All, All right. Ready? And we're off. Set. Go. Question number one. What was the first primetime animated cartoon? Correct. Media mogul Ted Turner created this 90s cartoon series. Ted Turner. Whoopi Goldberg did one of the voices. Captain Planet. Correct. Grossing $1.32 billion, this is the highest grossing animated film of all time. Frozen? The Simpson uh, movie? You're a burning hot mat. Very Frozen, Frozen, Frozen 2. two. Right. This wow. animation studio officially became a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company in 2006. Pixar. Correct. Pixar. This is a four-part um, question, and you only get two chances to get it right. Which of the following actors has written an episode of The Simpsons. You have two chances to get it right. I'm going to give you four names. Seth Meyers, Sarah Silverman, Seth Rogen, Donald Glover. Which of those four? I have written an episode. Sarah Silverman is one of them. No, only one of the four has written. Oh, Yeah, only one. And Sarah Silverman is not it. You get one more uh, chance to get it right. 
The other choices okay, are Seth. Say names again. The other other names are Seth Myers, Seth Rogen, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Nope. No. Moving on. It was when, Seth <laughs> when John when no, John no, Candy no. died in nineteen ninety four, the character he was voicing. <laughs> when John Candy died in nineteen ninety four, the character he was voicing for this Disney animated film was written out. Pass. The the Lion no. King. Tarzan. No. Okay. No. Pass. This block. Give us an extra minute. All right. Go. Extra minute. This block of weekend programming on Cartoon Network is aimed at mature audiences. Adult yes. Swim. Adult Swim. The Beatles turned down an offer to play the Vultures in this 1967 animated feature film. The Vultures? Yes. Fantasia? No. No, that was in the 40s. Uh, Past the This producer and artist, Pharrell Williams, scored this 2010 animated film. This second one oh, uh, Correct. And yeah. last question. This cartoon production company has won eight Emmys, and the studio's founders received their own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1976. Hannah Barbera? Correct. Uh, no. Correct. Oh, That's it. Oh, oh, hey. That is it. Seven. All right. Seven correct. That's $21. Okay, so wrong? let's go to the one. So go through the ones we so got So number five, which of the following actors has written an episode of The Simpsons? Seth Rogan was the correct answer. And number six, when John Candy died in 1994, the character he was voicing for this Disney animated film was written out, Pocahontas. John Candy was actually supposed to be one of the voices in Pocahontas. Got it. And um, the Beatles turned down an offer to play the Vultures in the 1967 animated feature film, Jungle Book. The vultures. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Hmm. I don't. Good. Good stuff. So twenty-one. So it's it's we we got twenty-one dollars worth of correct answers. I'm going to go ahead and ramp it up to thirty. So thirty dollars will be sent to orphans. Hope. Good job, gentlemen. Excellent. Nice. Thank you all. Well done. Yep. I think we're, uh, we're back to you next week with trivia, right, Tope? That is correct. We are on week nine. It's back to some me. eccentric shit. I like it. It's going to be some <laughs> awesome shit. <laughs> be. Get ready. It's good stuff. going to love good it. Good stuff. Well, and in 1962, Sophie Loren walked down this stage. Pony what? That's right. <laughs> A banana peel and Vaseline. <laughs> Oh shit! You know, there we go. Well, that was a good show. Yeah, I definitely it enjoyed was. pissing people yes, off. Appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, Toby's willingness. Very informative. To not destroy me. Yes, it was. It was very informative. <laughs> You're gonna have to hit back harder next time, Toby. I, I honestly want you to unleash. No. I'm not acknowledging your <laughs> your voice in this matter. <laughs> actually, actually. Being silenced, <laughs> I, I'm demoting uh, uh, some of Toby's knowledge after today's show, calling Training Day underrated. What in the fuck? Kind of is, bro. Wait, he didn't say it's under. I mean, he said it's over. Right? He said it was over, not yeah. underrated. 
Overrated. I guess in retrospect, but at the time, that was a very good movie. Yes, it was in nineteen or in two thousand one. Again, that's all movie. If you watch Superman from nineteen seventy eight, the show's over. <laughs> I know you like the show's <laughs> over. <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, you're breaking shit. up. Yeah, like, oh, we're out of minutes. <laughs> my, no, I'm just my apologies, Matt. I'm so sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll I just can't believe that. See you next week. Later, All right, guys. See you guys later. See ya.